Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our Sith-sational review of Star Wars Visions. Spoiler alert. If you want to, pause on this. Watch the quick nine episodes. Come back. Initial take, buddy? Well, my initial take is that is cool. That's it? That was it? That was pretty... For nine episodes of different... Well, I'm talking about uh, the, the show as a whole. All right. To sum it up for those who don't know, it is essentially an anthology of multiple short stories, kind of like the Animatrix. And basically, each short story was done by a different studio company. Um, mm-hmm. And you could tell different art styles, different voiceovers. Being an anime fan that I am, I love the fact that if felt like if I was watching an anime like 98% of the time they even mm-hmm. like started it out as in Japanese with English subtitles and that, and if I wanted to I could change it to the dubbing but you could tell it was made for Japanese did you watch it in Japanese or did you watch it in English I watched almost every episode in Japanese oh okay so I watched it in English I agree it reminded me of the Animatrix and also reminded me of the Batman direct to video movie they did with different short stories of the dark Knight by different artists, different stories as well, but it's still centralized just about him where here it just goes into the world. Yes. I appreciate that. The only thing that I had, I guess an issue with is was pretty much just Jedi and Sith. That's the only issue I had, except for one, mm-hmm. you know, one, one episode or maybe two. No, one episode was really not of that dynamic of Jedi versus Sith. Overall, I did like it. Uh, it was refreshing. It was a different take. Out of nine episodes, there was like three that really stood out to me. I guess it also has to deal with the voice acting because, like I said, I heard it in English. Like the two major episodes that I liked were the twins, the elder. In the twins, you had Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. It was, he was a brother. Right. And he did a really good job in that. And I love the art style in that too. And I love the premise kind of like it wasn't exactly Luke and Leia, but you can see what if Vader had them, he raised them. Mm. Interesting take. There was a boy, girl, there were twins, yes. force users. She went deeper into the dark side where the brother found the light. He broke away. And with the elder, you had the Padawan with his master. But the voice was Harbor, the guy from... Black Widow and Stranger Things. Oh. He was the voice of the Jedi Master. The first episode that I saw was the duel. That was awesome. In the sense of how the animation was done and very, was black and white and had some stuff like the the colors popped out, especially the lightsabers and the gunfire. Any takeaways? For me, funny enough, like I did not enjoy the twins as much. I like the, the art style was uh, reminded me of kill a kill and i just never been as much of a fan of that art style the duel i love that episode when i first watched it, it reminded me of like uh, uh the old school samurai black and white films uh like lone wolf and cub and like uh the blind swordsman mm-hmm. I, I don't think that one was black and white but you know what i mean even the part where this the Sith warrior had like the umbrella with the weapons, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That's fantastic!" And then it 
showed an interesting concept that it was doesn't need to be two Jedi fighting. You could have like two Sith. I took that as like a storyline before like what we're used to in the movies, mm-hmm. like the older Sith storylines, which they touched on in the Elder. It's like the older Sith, there was right. multiple, and not all of them went down the path of like we need to rule the universe. There were ones that were warriors, and so those two storylines, Elder and Duel, played off each other very well for me. The Duel reminded me of like kind of like Ninja Assassin, where he was part of it, and then he rebelled. He did his own thing, so he was like a Ronin. That's how I took it. He was like a Ronin doing his thing, so he's not really bad or good. He's in between. You were saying the other one, the ninth? Yeah, the ninth Jedi. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that, mainly because that reminded me of, and I'm trying to figure out the name, which will come to me probably a little <laughs> bit later, but it was the same concept. Your main characters are all playing together, but then one of them turns out to be an extra that shouldn't be there, really. The ninth Jedi was the one where it's kind of like, it was kind of like a mystery, like like who done it, and it turns out that the Sith, they're in disguise as Jedi, just to get this one... Jedi to have him come out and he there he is he's there the whole time oh like Saul there you go that's what I'm trying to talk about it's like Saul in the first movie where the guy is there the whole time where the two guys are trying to get out but in this case he's not dead he's alive but he's hiding in the armor yes but instead of being the actual killer too he's actually the good guy too right yeah and And, where everybody else except for like two people actual Jedi yeah well no they were Sith Lords they weren't actual Jedi no, no, I'm talking about the ones that were not the, the two you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. So, I mean, that was a good turn of event. And I, I did like that. And I did like the rock band. That was episode uh, number two. That was uh, another one I was going to be like, that's a fun episode because of the I, fact that it's, like you said, it is a Jedi, but at the same time, not a Jedi. Because you could tell he was a Padawan at the beginning. He escaped Order 69. And then he just like... 66. Six, 66. It's more fun. Uh <laughs> <laughs> order order 66 <laughs> and uh, uh and he turns his lightsaber into a microphone and jams right out in front of jabba the hut at the, what's right. supposed to be their execution right and boba fett's in it yeah and it looks the, like kid the, boba fett too by the way well yeah the way all the the artwork the anime style well, yeah they looked all young they're all small mm. um and then, again voiced by Oh, Jason Gordon Levitt's in it as well. Lucy Liu, Bobby Monahan. Jesus, really? Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. It is to, a Disney to, project, so they're gonna right. pull in any name they can. And yeah, and, the, and who reprises roles as Boba Fett was Tamara Morrison. I probably butchered his first name, but Corey Hiroki uh, Takagawa, Shang Tsung from the original Mortal Kombat. He was in it. Who did he voice? Balco. I I don't can't remember from all the episodes i don't know who valco is you have cow mm-hmm. cow chandler from friday night lights okay and gods and the godzilla films jimmy chung from the real world and sucker punch and the x-men show on on fox they had yeah you have a lot of actors here there was you know david harbour that's his name. i couldn't remember his freaking james hung was the elder that didn't sound like him though it didn't sound like james hung his voice got really dark that's Lo Pan from Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, no, I remember. Well, you know what? That does make 
That does make sense. Like now that I'm thinking about it, George Takai was in it. Maso Oka from the show Heroes. You also have Simon Liu from Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Shang Chi. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of big names in this show. Uh, but it was just so many that you couldn't really figure out who they were because it could have been small parts, could have been the big parts. Just couldn't really tell. You know, but I did. I, well, that was probably the benefit for me because watching it in Japanese, I didn't really. I don't listen to, like, see if I recognize people. So every now and then I might, but that industry is so huge for the voiceovers. Then right. this is like a really popular one. I just then start focusing on what I'm reading as the story and then the concept of it. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, I do remember now I found it. It's called Roka Braves of the Six Flowers. Uh, it's basically wow. like six heroes that get together, but there's a seventh hero. And then they try to figure out the situation. And that's, that's what that reminded me of. Okay. We see the artwork in this. And then again, it reminds you of one episode, like the one with T.O.B. one. I think that was a tribute to Astro Boy. I've actually yeah, met, like, I didn't really meet, but I talked to uh, the guy who brought Astro Boy to the U.S., his wife. I talked to mm. his wife. Oh, wow. And uh, fascinating story about the, uh, that couple. Long story short, Astro Boy definitely was, like, one of the, if not the proponent to bring Japanese animation to the U.S., so it absolutely makes sense to me that they would do a tribute episode. Disney or the creators? The creators, yeah, uh, the, because they have five different studios right. that did the animation, so mm-hmm. they probably, like, we get to do one, and, like, a lot of art um, uh, animation studios use that style still to this day for a right. lot of projects. Was it? There was an anime called Adam, and it is a very similar art style. This one's a little bit more cartoony, but still. Was there one that you did not like? I was not a fan of, well, Twins, I already mentioned. I just couldn't right. get into it. Well, I just like the artwork on that one. Yeah, yeah Lop I, I get and it. Ocho, I get it. The, okay. the bunny rabbit one. Bunny rabbit? Was she a bunny rabbit? She was part rabbit. Oh, was that what? I did like that one, it, but it falls in line with the Twins. Whereas fat, no, well, the story in a way where both they're raised up. They're not really, no, they're not blood related, Mm. but they, they're raised. One goes to the dark side, joins the empire where the other one stays like part of the Republic. But I didn't know she was part of the force because she, she force grabs a sigh to fight her sister. I was like, wait a minute. What? I was like, huh? That was the one thing um, about these because they're not like a hundred percent true to the uh, Star Wars mythos, they make variations. Because the way they did it was that if you pass along the sword, then you become a Force sensitive Jedi. Yeah, this is like this is a reimagination yeah. of the Star Wars lore. I get that, and I do appreciate it. But it was just like, okay, I didn't get it. I didn't know that part in a sense, because I, I didn't remember hearing that being explained. It was like relatively quick. I mean, in, in that concept. That's where you can hit or miss doing these like reimaginations. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't always hit. Like I was not too into the village bride. I thought it was a lovely, you know, depiction or anything like that. Which was that again? It's the one where uh, you had a tribe and they were going to marry off the daughter to protect the tribe with like a crime boss or something like that. Right. And, and then a character you thought may have been a Sith Lord. Turns out to be actually Jedi the entire time. She was just hanging around. 
and there was nothing more to the story. It was just like a side story of her just being around there with someone else because mm-hmm. that's used to belong to their master. Akakiri was kind of... Yeah, that was another one. I was on the fence about that one. I liked how it ended, but getting to that point, I was like, mm. it, it, re- it wasn't resonating with me up until that point. Well, it reminded me of like a lot of these episodes, they had Easter eggs. True. One way or another, it, it'll refer or have reference to the original lore, be it the original trilogy or the prequels or even the sequels. This one it had it, it had the touch of the prequels of Revenge of the Sith, where the Jedi meets someone powerful on the, of the dark side. If you come to the dark side, you can save her. And that's Anakin with Padme. And he crumbles what is I bidding my master, pretty much. Correct. And I was like, uh, that's Anakin to Palpatine. And he just gave in like that. The difference is he actually did save her. True. He did, he did save her. But like I thought the whole time was a mind trick because they take her away. They put a helmet on her and make her attack him. I was like, that's, and that's how he defends himself from her and he kills her or temporarily kills her. Yeah. I was like, how did she get her mind wiped to to, to attack him? And I, I don't get that. And then he turns, saves her, and it was confusing. And the woman, the sister who killed the Lord or the king, wherever he was, she was pretty big. Uh, she been, she, she been hit the gym hard. We'll get, she, well, gained that Sith tooth. I guess so. I guess that makes them makes them manly. The Sith parry. Gotta watch it again in the Japanese voiceovers. That way, I can read it and get a little better understanding. From the, get a better, clear. Yeah. The couple episodes that I saw, the dubbing, like they stayed true to the wording, mm-hmm. but you could tell. This is how I know you could tell the lips didn't sync up mm-hmm. quite right. So that's how right. I, I could tell, like, oh, I did the right thing watching in, in, in Japanese the first time around. I, it, it's a pet peeve of mine when I don't see the lip sync. Right, no, I get it. But sometimes when it's done, like, originally, how it was done, it says, like, this was done by Japanese studios. These were done by Japanese creators. It was originally done by Japanese actors. Yeah. Usually the intent is there. The tone, and when they the portrayal. Right. Yeah, I get you. Correct. And when they do it in dubbing, it misses. Granted, it's not as the same as... Oh, it's not like back in the 80s, man. Anima- animation, something like that. I'm talking about more like live acting, like the Kung Fu films. Yeah. And the samurai films. But it's not as the same for animation. You have a little more freedom. But still, a lot of times the actors would just show, okay, this is where... Not, they weren't working on the project as long as like the originals were. True. I did have... One major peeve was the lightsaber. For most of them, they they treat it as if they're real swords in the way that they put in the scabbard. Yeah, the and the 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 design of the blade too. Right, a lot, a lot of them will show like an edge, which kind of takes away and, what it was to have a lightsaber, and a curve to it as well, like a samurai sword would. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fine and danding overall, but since we know that when ignited, it cuts through anything except Escar Seal. Unless their scabbards were made of that, okay. But then at the same token, if you have it on the whole time, that scabbard's going to get 
hot. Yeah, it does get hot. The 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 blades on. So that the, that kind of took me off on that. It would be kind of nice if they just had it in the sense that like they kept in a samurai period or they had the the hilt just hanging mm-hmm. like it would like how Luke Skywalker had it hanging or Vader. They I think uh, that would have been well that was the weird thing. Like well it's not really weird. It's like some episodes did. Like the one with oh, the, the 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 elder, right? Well, the elder also um the episode two, uh, where it was singing, he had it attached to his hip just like uh Luke did. And so they depending on the studio that did the project, they alternated no, right. and then like the ninth warrior uh, ninth warrior, ninth Jedi, Jedi uh they did the same thing. Like it, it was all and I love the way that they bundled it too. It was like it made me feel like one of those um, old samurai movies, but that's a uh, oh, that had a great cheap chasing. That a what? The speeder bikes when they were chasing her. Oh yeah, no that that was good. Is that the bride? That that was the the village bride, right? No, um, the ninth Jedi. Oh, that's right. At the end, at the end. Sorry. No, it was actually in the beginning when she was oh. getting to the other Jedi. <laughs> that was one thing I think was fairly consistent. The animation styles, like. For action, I think they did a great job in that aspect, and that's one of the things I look at when I'm looking at anime. If it is going to be one of those action-packed animes, I think they did a really good job. Whichever studios they they did, every time they had an action sequence or they were representing something, they mm-hmm. had some really cool moments. At least in every episode, there was like a one cool moment at the very least. Like when the twins, like you like that, when they went to go stun them. He stops the sun rays. You have parts where they honor the original source. And you, you have the lines like, I have a, I have a funny feeling about this. Um, even the one with Astro Boy uh, influence, his name, I couldn't, you know, he was saying T-O-B-1. I was like, O-B-1, yeah, Kenobi. Oh, oh, yes. So it was like, you know. And, but it was also so, like Toby. But I'm hearing O-B-1, Kenobi. Or I'm hearing Obi-Wan. And then with the twins, there was a lot of Easter eggs in there with, with the phrases. You had that callback. You had that connection. Um, I mean, and again, of course, we are rambling because these are nine episodes going on different directions with each take. So, of course, we're going to be going all over the place. Oh, there are saying that there may be a live version of this. Would you look forward to that? I would. To me, this is like a Star Wars what if. Yes, Star Wars what if, but then not... Some can be looked at as canon, like the Elder. You can do, in a way, Lapinocho, excuse me. Yeah, Lapinocho. I'm, I'm debating about that one because that's the one where she became a Jedi just by passing the sword. Yes, I know that. But maybe they could do a backstory in a sense of showing that was Force-sensitive and um, she was being trained. Akakiri uh, could definitely be canon as well as the duel in Village. I say no because it's too Japanese. Well, if you're adapting it to live action and make some changes here and there. What I'm just talking about in the sense of just what we saw. True. Although you got to admit that Village in the duel looked a lot like the Village that was used in Mandalorian Season 2. True, but they weren't dressed like feudal Japan. The town did, the ninth Jedi. Yeah, that was probably one of the closest ones. Now, we had nine episodes, nine different stories. None of them were really actually connected to one another. What would it be the top three you would like to see a continuation of? Definitely the ninth Jedi. If there was ever one to have a, a story that would just continue, ninth Jedi would be a story I would love to see continued. The duel and the elder following a renegade Sith and like on his journeys, whether it's current times in the Star Wars universe, 
or if it's in like pre before the Skywalkers. I think both will be interesting. Like if it was pre before the Skywalkers, then that opens up the gate that there's not only Jedi, but there's multiple Siths. And you could just become a Sith without having to be like, I need to rule the world. You could just be like, I do my own thing. Right. The Elder was of that aspect where he was like, he was a former Sith before they changed their ways. So for the duel, you want to know more about the renegade Sith. Kind of like Lone Wolf and Cub. Like, we don't know if he's really a bad guy or he's just doing his own thing. And for the Elder, you want to know more about the old guy. Not so much Like a prequel. The way that they left it off is it, it means like there could be other Sith that survived because right there they were like, mm-hmm. we haven't seen a Sith in like hundreds of years. Their their order has been gone and he's a survivor. So is he the only one? Are there others? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it, it could be a story based on the, the master and the Padawan ex- exploring and investigating. So that's where right. I was like, I was kind of intrigued with that. Mm-hmm. that kind of concept of the story and then at one point i was like maybe the padawan got a taste of the dark side and might want to do stuff too i right. was wrong but still that padawan he his acting or the way he was saying the words his lines in the english version reminded me of how hayden christensen said his lines in the prequels very flat very matter-of-factly hardly any emotion which was like oh no um, there was definitely emotion behind him but he was like eager to find a fight he had emotion so i like i got a feeling like he was a young samuel jackson his style is closer to a sith Sith style he embraces his emotion while he's why is that because he's black because the character was black so he thought samuel jackson would be black would be great how racist i know i got a problem (laughs) okay so your three episodes you would like to see if they make a continuation would be the duel the elder and the ninth, so uh, the ninth, ninth Jedi, ninth Jedi, is it ninth or ninth? It's ninth, that's how you spell it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm saying ninth, you say ninth. I'm, I'm wondering, like, I don't, maybe that's a Jedi thing. Uh, really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna type this. Is it? It is ninth because there were eight Jedi total that showed up to pick up their lightsabers, and the ninth one was the one that you could argue was the girl. Or it was the guy who uh, was hiding in the droid. Oh, there you go. It's ninth. I, I can't read, apparently. <laughs> English is my first language. All right. So here goes my th- three. Well, I think you kind of know the first two. The twins. I would love to see where that story goes. That counts as two people. Right. That's one, that, that's one story. <laughs> and to follow that, I did like the dynamic of Lope and Ocho. I like that dynamic. It kind of falls in line with the twins. Mm-hmm. But in a different, it's definitely a different setting. They're like a yeah, position of power, and then the others by blood, right? But also like their placement in society, meaning um, like the twins were like royalty. They're like the, the prince and princess, and these are just underlings, kind of like how you know the rebellion and then the person coming up the ranks in the empire. So it's kind of like interesting in that way. And again, another call to the sequels where she got cut. In the front, but like in the X, almost similar to how Kylo Ren got cut. Yep. And one more. I know the village, they talked about the Separatist army taking all their supplies and, and whatnot. But right. Akakiri. And here I thought you weren't a fan of Akakiri. I'm not, but. If they were going to continue it? Yeah, because the way it cut off, it didn't seem, it wasn't satisfying. I mean, he just walks it, off and joins the dark side with someone that he was trying to kill. It wasn't like you had the Palpatine, like where they were trying to manipulate him. He just like 
he gave in completely. Right. So yeah, I could see that. And like, I easily thought like, okay, he agreed. Why doesn't he just like, I'm going to join the dark side. We save her and then I'll just betray her right there. And then, I mean, granted you saw like a flashback of his master telling him he'll be lost. And it was kind of like Obi-Wan to mm-hmm. Luke and Yoda to Luke on, on, on Dagobah before he goes to Cloud City. And also had that touch of Palpatine and Anakin where, where Palpatine is trying to tell him about the dark side a little bit more. It had that little feel, the mixture of the two. I did like that part. And now I would just like to see where it goes, where it leads to. Does he stay to the dark? Does he betray his master? Does, you know, in that sense. Mm-hmm. This is refreshing, this whole series, especially since Star Wars, it was hugely influenced by samurai film. You have the armor. Darth Vader's armor is based off samurai armor. As well as uh, the stormtroopers, right? More so of Darth Vader with the angles mm-hmm. and you know, the shape of his helmet. And, and then the face. Uh, Boba Fett looked like a metal ninja. He did. So you can see the similarities. And also the fighting style. The original fighting style of the original trilogy was Yaido, the way of cutting. Mm-hmm where you have in the prequels was more Kung Fu. It was not, it was no shape or form, even though they'll say it was like, no, that was more a Chinese style, not Japanese style that we've seen in the originals and in the sequels. The sequels at least were more true to the fighting styles of the the originals. Even though Kylo Ren's style was more like broadsword, like a knight swinging a heavy blade wide that, swings yeah. so it was kind of nice to, to get that vision if you will that point of view from these creators i am going to watch it again of course because i gotta i gotta watch it with the japanese dialogue and i know it's, it's probably gonna be more appealing than when i originally took it in i guess ratings will be by multi-fun one and done and i think we both can agree multi-fun i would say so I mean, I would be comfortable. I don't know if I would want to watch all the episodes now that I've seen them all, but because they're short episodes, they each have their own story. I would definitely watch several of these episodes multiple times and then maybe touch on one or two every now and then. Mm -hmm. So this I would put as multi fun. Like in good anime form, they condense a fair amount of story in such a short time, which a lot of stuff has hard times doing. It gets its story across. Since it's on Disney+, Plus, you have behind-the-scenes episodes for each episode done. Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, if you're going to watch the yeah. behind the scenes, then you're combining that together. It's 18 episodes altogether. Have you watched the behind the scenes? I have not yet watched the behind the scenes. So, I'm just looking forward to seeing that too. But I am going to watch this again, most definitely. Some shocking moments there too, where, like, he's like in the duel where the Sith got tricked. And also, I do like that part where his hilt, his scabber, excuse me, was also a lightsaber. Yes. Yes. There were some cool. very clever moments that were done. It's like, like the umbrella one where it was one lightsaber. She puts it in the... Then the, it refracted the, it into... They refracted out. She used it like uh, the Inquisitors where she would like use it like a float helicopter down. and float down. So yeah, there were some so, really so, cool, smooth moments. That's a callback to Rebels. The one interesting... This is how you know that we <laughs> actually like a show. We'll start rambling. Even after a review. This or text each other after. It's like, now that we think about this, the ninth Jedi... When she was using the uh, the lightsaber and the blade was faded. Because it couldn't decide which side she was on. Exactly. Which it's not really canon uh, necessarily. But it reminded me of a, like a mood ring. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> um, like... 
But like for uh for people who are into anime now, they probably are familiar with Demon Slayer. And Demon Slayer, when they get their first sword for slaying demons, it actually takes on a color that represents them. It stays that color. It doesn't change color, to my knowledge. But it's a, it's an aspect of them and how they are as an individual. So in this case, the sword just because the crystal is supposed to be alive, it adapts towards the user. And mm-hmm. like that. So I, I just yeah. thought that was a great idea and concept because you see that happen two or three times in that episode mm-hmm. with her and with one of the other Jedi's. He's like, he got corrupted. Okay. What I failed to do was not look at the directors, creators of each episode, what their previous work was. Mm. I don't know what they have done before. So I cannot really go, oh, I see the similarities. Granted, we can see similarities or, or influences or tributes that some have done from past projects of other artists. True. Like like T.O.B. One. That was a direct nod to Astro Boy or to that art style. Yeah, like now that you mentioned that, that begs a good question. Like, which has the better influence? And this is probably a broader question. Like, the writer or the director? Because, like, uh, just for example, the Twins director worked on projects like now that I'm reading their projects makes absolute sense to me. Mm. They worked on projects like dead leaves, Gurren Lagann, kill a kill. I mentioned that oh, he worked on one of the episodes for re cutie honey. Huh? Oh, they did. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm surprised they didn't do any of that. What? Any of those, you know, get the power, you become fond of the force or something like that. And you're, you're, you get naked and then become closed, get your clothes back on again. Like, uh, no, I didn't see any of that. Did we? Did we? No, of course, no clothes yeah. would be ripped off no, in a Disney no. project. The, the one episode, but... uh, the twins actually, when she sh- puts the crystal in her chest and her armor activates. That's right. Yes, you're right. So that is kind of like like Sailor Moonish. It's pretty Cutie close. Honey. Cutie Honey. Yes. Okay, you're right. And then uh, uh, your episode that you like, Toby, they worked on Devilman Crybaby. And I'm trying to see one that you've you probably never saw, Wakfu which was like a French anime. Well, I have not seen anime in a long time, sadly to say. They had, you probably don't know this franchise, uh, Mob Cycle 100. Mm-mm. That's a rabbit hole. I'm not going to go. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> the Elder had that little flare of Cowboy Bebop and Ninja Scroll. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Elder's face when he's moving and how he's fighting, the grin that he had on his face. And then he's using a dual sword. That was a fantastic little bit of a duel scene between the two of them, the master and him. Yeah, he the master. I like the how he parries and takes the the one saber away and then tosses it and cuts it right in half so he can't use it again at all. Which begs the question, like, why doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> but at the same token, if he tosses in the air, how come the old man didn't force grab it? Maybe he didn't, he's like, no one breaks his lightsaber. Who does that? Speaking of the force grab, the force grab of the lightsaber. Well, we've seen that. The prequels and in the sequels. When they force grab it like that, the lightsaber? They stop the attack. Uh, well, yeah. They don't do this. They just put the palm in front like as if it's a shield. True. But that was the moment but, I realized I was watching Japanese. Why? Because like, I, like, like they'll grab a blade? No, because uh, she goes, Nani? <laughs> and I was like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, I recognize that. Because at first I thought like maybe they were just doing like an alien language blah, 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 because I wasn't paying attention. I was just watching it and I didn't go like, let me check my subtitles. 
And then also I hear Nani, I'm like, oh, it's Japanese. It's Japanese for what? So yeah. it's the tone also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever you hear Nani, you're like, yeah, that that's my anime. Now I'm like thinking about it more. Yeah, these are really good episodes. Yeah. Kind of like also in, in TOB1 where the master has no arms, but you don't really pay attention. Yeah, I did not realize that until like the master was almost dead and then he was dead. And I was like, oh, yeah, he had no arms. I, I get it. But yeah. then I was like this. And then that's when it kind of left what I'm used to from Star Wars. And it's like the force is in you because you have a kyber crystal. I'm like, really? I mean, granted, they, they're, they're like uh, the forces in everything, like the Metachlorians. But TOB1 was, a, was an android, like C-3PO. So was, that's why. He was an android, like C-3PO, powered by a kyber crystal. He was like the vision. Exactly. But then he takes the kyber crystal out his chest and forms a lightsaber. With the kyber crystal. And I was like, is he now just purely powered by the force? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 if that was the case, it would have been kind of cool if he just went like this with his arms and it became two lightsabers. And that's what I thought was going to happen. Like the, he was going to be like Astro Boy. Like he's like, I'm made to be a boy, but I'm also like a deadly killing machine that can like destroy anybody. That, yeah, that would have been kind of cool to see that. He's yeah, like, I no, got no, butt no. cannons. <laughs> Now you're making me not like TOB one. Uh, <laughs> well, no, he that. did. He did the power up with it. That was the one thing that w I would say it's fairly consistent. Almost every episode had a droid. I'm like, damn, droids get used a lot. And even Toby uh, had a, a droid. Yeah, he had like another one. Yeah, he's like, I'm an android, but I need a droid too. And then he did a like a bonding moment with the two of them. There's not one in Akakiri. There's not a droid in the Elder. In the Elder, Lupin, no. Lupin Ocho, Lupin Ocho, yes. The Duel, yes. Mm -hmm. I think those are the only two that they don't have a droid. The ninth, the ninth Jedi did, yes. Yeah. The twins, the twins well, did. You could argue maybe no because, yeah, no, there was a droid also piloting the the thing. What about the Village Bride? Yeah, there there was the droid army. Oh no, but I'm talking about like a droid, like a sidekick. Uh, like a like a R two. I makes go with no on that one. The bride. I gotta watch it again because I don't. I don't really don't remember that one. It didn't stand it, out I, that much. It kind of reminded me. Art style is um kind of like Princess Mononoke. Oh yeah, it's yes. kind of like that. Don't get me wrong. I like that art style a lot, and it's not exactly like it. It's more revised to be more modern right now. Mm -hmm. But the tone, the fact that's heavily tied with nature. Even though it's mm -hmm. the force, they're you know, like incorporating. You're seeing the memories of the uh, the planet, and it's tied with the water, and it's all this. I'm like, yo, that's straight up like Studio Ghibli. We pretty much covered everything, I think. Yeah, I think so too. It's pretty good stuff, especially that now that I know I can watch it in Japanese, because I think that's how you should watch anime. Well, you can attest to that. I would say any project that comes out, watch it in the original language. I've seen some anime that were originally filmed in English. Um, case in point Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust hmm. fantastic anime even to this day that was originally made for English dub and uh, and came out in English dub and then was redubbed hmm. in Japanese does not hit as hard and as well as when you watch the English dub there's a great example it's just in the reverse guys thanks for watching please make sure you hit the subscribe button if you have not already also hit that like button also leave a comment on below tell us your thoughts what was your favorite episodes what three episodes would you like to see as a regular series if they ever were inclined to do such a thing let us know this was our sith sensational review 
of Star Wars Vision. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Until next time, we'll be the next time. Love you, bro. Love you, dude.